I'm glad you chose to spend some time in God's Word with me today as we continue to open up His Word and, and examine what He has to say. We're doing a, a little study on questions and answers, some of the questions that we need to have answered if we're going to understand God's Word and be all that He wants us to be. And last time we started answering the question, what is the gospel? The Bible talks about the gospel, which literally means the good news. Well, what is the gospel? I've heard people say, well, boy, he really preached the gospel. And it wasn't really the gospel that he preached that I heard when that person said that. See, the gospel is very clear. First Corinthians 15 says the gospel is that Christ died, was buried, and rose again on the third day. And because of that good news, we can enter into a true relationship with God through Christ. So if someone talks about the gospel, then they need to be sure they're talking about the death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ, which is the foundation of everything in the Christian faith, and which is the means by which we can come into relationship with God. <clears throat> we talked last week about, last time, about what the gospel is. Let's talk about now what the gospel does. Paul, when he was sharing with the Corinthians in the passage from 1 Corinthians 15, where he described what the gospel was, he also talked about what the gospel does. He said, I preached this gospel that Christ died, was buried, and rose again to you, talking to the Corinthians. You heard me preach it. You received it. And he goes on to say, you discovered its truth. You put your faith in Christ, and your life was forever changed. You see, the gospel is the foundation upon which we stand and Christianity stands. This means we have a sure foundation, a security that we can resort to in any time or pressure, and that is our faith is in a living Christ who died, buried, and rose again. And when you believe that God has forgiven your sins for Christ's sake, that God loves you and made you his child, and that he is working in you by the power of his resurrected life, you have a place to stand that is secure. You know that you will always be able to love and live as you ought because you have his power in you. This resurrected Christ has come into your life, and he will give you what, it, what, it, what you need. In a dangerous and slippery world like ours, it's a tremendous thing to have a place of security like this because our security is in Christ and his truth. Every day we wake up and read a daily newspaper or watch television or go to the Internet or wherever you get your news, and you will discover that there's something here, something there, always something tragic, difficult, a storm, a, a radical killer, whatever, you know, is going on, something, something that can frighten us, something that can make our lives insecure. And that's why over and over again we have to come back to put our trust in Christ and the good news that happens with him. But also the, the gospel enables us to come into this relationship with Christ. For not only does Paul says the gospel in which you also stand, but in which you also are saved. And he puts it in the present tense. He's not saying by which you were saved, past tense, or by which you will be saved, future tense. But he says it's by which you're now being saved. Now, Paul was thinking about 
our present earthly experiences. There are three tenses of salvation, and that has to be understood if we're going to understand what it means to have this relationship with Christ. There's the past when we made that commitment to Christ to begin our life with him and trusted him as Lord and Savior. And there's the future when we get to heaven. But also there's this life in between after we become a believer in Christ. And many people said a lot of our Christian, a lot of Christians and their lives are like uh, an old bed with a terrible mattress that sinks way down in the middle. It's real strong on one end when you came to Christ. It's real strong on the other end when you get to heaven, but it really sags in the middle. And that's what's true with a lot of Christians. Our, our life in Christ sags in the middle, but it doesn't have to be that, that way. And see, I trusted Christ as a 10-year-old boy. That was the beginning of my salvation. And one day I'm going to be in heaven, and that's going to be the continuation of my salvation there. But in between, all these years in between, is when my salvation has been special in my life. We are, we are God's constantly working. God's constantly bringing to pass things that are important in our lives. So to see, see what he's basically saying is that the gospel gives us stability it gives us a place to stand. It gives us an irremovable foundation, a place of recovery, of healing and wholeness. But it also redeems our present existence so that every day we can say, you know, you not only have brought me into salvation, you are bringing me further into salvation every day and preparing me for my eternal home. Therefore, Paul says that we should hold fast the word which I preach to you unless you believe in vain. He says it's possible to believe in vain. What does that mean exactly? Is he saying that we can lose our commitment to Christ? We can lose our salvation from him? I don't think he's saying that at all. What he's saying is that if you really accepted Christ, you have. But if there's no change in your life, of course, that's, that's evidence it's not a real thing. If there's nothing there that proves you have Christ in your life, then you know the proof is in the pudding. Jesus said, by their fruits you shall know them. There must be. Uh, something about us that's been changed. The Bible says the old goes away and the new comes. And Ray Steadman said some years ago, young men called him and said, I'm tired of being a Christian. I'm just fed up with it. I've tried my best and nothing seems to work, so I'm going to quit. I just wanted to let you know. Steadman said, I said to the young man, I think it's a good idea. He said, what do you mean? He said, well, you said you were going to quit. I think it's a good idea. Why don't you quit trying to be a Christian and go ahead and live the way you like and pay no attention to the Bible or the church or the gospel. Just enjoy yourself. Just do what you want to. The young man said, you know I can't do that. And Sedman said, yes, I do. And I think it's about time you knew it too. See, he had to come to the grips with the fact that he couldn't get away from the that he had truly met Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, and he was trying to be a Christian, and he just needed to trust every day and put his faith in the Lord. I want you to know that that's the gospel does in the life of an individual. It gives us this foundation that we've been talking about. It enables us, and he died for our sins. He rose again to give us firmness and give us certainty and give us stability in our lives. It's amazing to me that Paul became a believer. He was one of the greatest uh, evidences I know of the resurrection of Christ himself because he himself was uh, a person who 
who was far from God and was actually hated Christians and fighting Christians when he came into a living relationship with Jesus Christ. So he said, this gospel that we preach to you and that you believed, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he went on to say in another point, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for I know it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. So I challenge you today just to realize what the gospel is, just to rejoice in the gospel, just to live out the gospel every day. Let it be special in your life. God bless you. Have a great day.